0: Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield, and this is the Christ Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we have a special guest. We discuss the latest sermon, read some scripture, and as always, we'll spend some time praying. So let's get to it. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a great show ahead of us today, just a great show. But unfortunately, it's a bittersweet one because of our special guest. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I have here with me in the podcast studio, aka my office, uh, my friend and brother, Justin Poitras. Justin, how are what you is? today? I'm I'm very good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being here. I think people most likely know why I say bittersweet, because... As you announced on Sunday, God has opened a door for a new adventure for you and your mm-hmm. wife Liz. But that means that this is probably the last time I get to do
1: a podcast we'll with you. We'll virtually which is sync sad. it we up. Could. You send and set up the equipment somehow, and <laughs> I'm we'll sure work it you'll
0: out. have nothing to do in your new assignment. <laughs> that uh, you'll need some
1: uh, right. I'll just need old the digital, assignments yes. from Christ Community Church. <laughs> the podcast by phone. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, we could do that, and that might be fun. Maybe we could uh, have a, a joint. Endeavor. um So yeah, this uh, really this is, is this your last week here?
1: This is it. Yeah. So I'm I'm still packing my office, right. or I just I, I procrastinated that yeah. a lot. It's the books. I love being able to look right at the books. Give me it's just you a pull one off. A sense that I know things it open. and it's yeah. there. choose <laughs> the bookshelf is empty. It's just like I, I don't know what I'm doing. Yes.
0: Well, if if any of them find their way into my <laughs> office, I'd be happy to right. put them to good use. Well, thank um, you. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little more. You're, you're moving to Florida. Wow. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, Fort Myers, Fort Myers, Florida, Myers. specifically, okay. which I I confess I had to look up a good deal. <laughs> I don't know Florida <laughs> geography. I actually, oh my. in my entire life, I was I was commenting to Liz when we mm-hmm. visited. I've been down to Florida, I believe, once hmm. when uh, it was about high school. We made the Mecca to to Disney World, yes. right? And uh, I think early high school. So I was, but that that was it, right? And that's a very boxed, yeah, right, it's you know, a bit cultivated. Artificial. Florida yeah. experience. So I, I am, I'm learning some mm-hmm. about Florida. So Fort Myers is Southwest mm-hmm. sort of edge of Florida and about two hours South of Tampa. Mm. Um, so a lot of retirees, yes. uh, just the, I got to get my beach and mm-hmm. golf game going, <laughs> which <laughs> the, the irony is neither one of those uh, things are, are what I particularly gravitate. Toward. Right. So right. Uh, well, that's fine. Yeah. I,
0: I mean, I spent, it can be cultivated. It can be. And, and, so I spent—perhaps my perhaps listeners don't know this, but I lived in Florida for eight years. Yeah, mostly I need some for, tips. Yeah, Clearwater. <laughs> the, Clearwater, the Florida. Now de- defunct. The now defunct Clearwater <laughs> Christian College right. Sad. fondly remembered. Uh, but then also for grad school, went to University of Their South Florida. Their graduates just
1: weren't pulling up the reputation <laughs> we, enough. <laughs> we didn't donate enough, Nevada. apparently.
0: Ah, uh, that's sad. Uh, moment of silence. Uh, Not really. Anyway, and then also uh, University of South Florida in Tampa for grad school, and
1: uh, mm. and then
0: worked at a church in Naples, which is south of. Okay. Uh, of, yes.
1: Yeah. That's a really Fort really Myers. Nice so area. I zigzagged
0: that area quite a bit. I didn't get to do much in Fort Myers, but I do know that it's very pretty. Uh, have had friends uh, from there, and um, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I loved Florida mostly for the scenery, mm-hmm. but if you know me, you know that I hate being hot. Like I just I can't stand it, and that's a bad place to be. I
1: sweat while I'm if sitting you, down indoors know, in air conditioning. It's a problem. I know. Yeah,
0: I know. And, and finally, about so year seven point five, I uh-huh. looked around and I said, "Wow, this place really is beautiful." And then I moved away. So wow, uh, okay, yeah. just
1: only like about seven and a half years. Seven and, in. and a half okay, years. That's... It
0: took me that long to get over being right. hot. Uh So a couple tips. Okay. Uh I wasn't. I I liked golf before I moved there. Uh, but I actually got okay at it. I actually got pretty okay. good at okay. golf. Uh, you can do the twilight fairs and play frequently.
1: Whatever. All right. Here, here's a a, yes. a, a guilty confession, All right. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, this, just it's for, just between just us. Just between us. These four walls. Uh, <laughs> I have, I, I have, you know, held back on mentioning. People are like, well, what, what are you looking forward to? And. Mm. About about four miles. I say when we when we visited, it's just it's embarrassing because I'm just like this is ri- this is a ridiculous thing to look forward okay. to. All right. But we saw a number mm-hmm. of miniature golf courses. <laughs> <All> right <laughs> I have never been golfing actual golf You're in my right. life, but that I love I love mini golf, and I'm just like yes. oh, I can. And mini golf all you year you round could outside. Mini golf. Yes, yes. Well, that's that's really something. That's actually that actually has an appeal to me. You it's probably should have kept that to you yourself. Know, I, it's okay. That's fine. It's out there.
0: No, that's good. <laughs> uh, and, and I, you know, it is fun to do, especially in a group. Uh, yeah. I think you know, I'm not really a competitive mini golfer. Uh, but it's fun to hang out with friends. <laughs> that can <laughs> somewhat ruin
1: the experience <laughs> you when you get there. I, oh, I, I, not that I've ever been guilty of that, of course. It but. will. Um,
0: <laughs> but the one, the one thing I would caution you against is uh, mini golf is fun. But in Florida, there are certain um, bugs that make mini golf oh. difficult. They're called gnosiums. Which I don't know this if you've heard of noceums, uh-huh. yeah, noceum, noceum. So they're, uh-huh. they're by default very tiny. I I'm see. sure they have an official name, a genus, species of some kind, but we just call them noceums. no-ceums. And and uh, they are prevalent on the Gulf Coast, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they they kind of nibble at your skin. Right. Oh, this so is that, fun. yeah, and, and Liz is going to love it. She's going to love it. Yeah. So you think re- she's not listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean she's not listening? I mean, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the seals, they can be bad. Uh, they, they're not damaging. They just they're annoying. But they the, the funny thing is that once you get inside, you'll realize 5 minutes later that you're still getting bitten. Getting bitten, oh, no. if that's how you say it. You get, yeah. They yeah. they they like get in your hair. Of course, not as a pro- oh, much man. of a problem for me now, but they yeah. uh, get in your hair and and you'll just feel this little tiny bite on your scalp, and then you gotta you know swat oh, them away and, and, and they will die. So you'll love that. This is
1: the, this true for mini golf and golf both. Yeah. Well, for golf it's more the
0: mosquitoes, uh, but okay. there's also nosiums as well when you're golfing. Because okay. if in golf there's usually bodies of
1: water that aren't flowing much I like have heard that there's the like wind, there's the a nature, and, there's just like a nature mm-hmm. thing in It's powerful. It right? is because powerful. like it doesn't go away. There's no winter to kill no. off the nature. No, it's there. the nature is there, <laughs> and
0: I know you're kind of indoorsy. I'm an indoor. Yeah, we're not. We're not nature well, people. Uh, you've got. You've got great years ahead of you, in Florida <laughs> <of it>, Justin, <laughs> okay. I think it's going to be wonderful. But people are fabulous. You know, everyone. Yeah. there there is a. Uh, you know, there's a sunshine happiness. people just yeah, love being that outside. is huge. Yeah.
1: That's that I'm looking forward to that. Yeah,
0: I I think you're gonna I think you're gonna love it. And, and then the other tip is there is a large uh, Cuban influence in Southern uh, Florida, mm-hmm. and so good Cuban food.
1: Okay. Yeah. Good Cuban. Now, what food. what is typical of Cuban mm-hmm. food? What are what are the well, markers of that?
0: Tampa itself is known for uh, its Cuban sandwiches. Okay. Which is a distinct sandwich that's put into a, a hot press. Mm-hmm. And it has a, it's like it's a crusty like the roast bread. Beef, is that, is that what that no, is? No, no. What am I thinking? You need to of? get this. I don't okay. know what that is. That's that's Chicago.
1: The I think, Cuban, right? Th- like the you hear the, the Cuban sandwich. The Cuban is that sandwich. Not a roast It's beef? not roast beef. Okay. It's ham
0: and okay. pork. Okay. So those are your two. Like I know ham is also pork, but it's like a, uh-huh. a roast pork. Yeah, yeah. And then I believe ham, Swiss cheese. Okay. Um, a mustard of some kind. The, okay. And 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 pickles. So those okay. latter two okay. items, like would okay. arit- would kind of. Uh, eliminate that option for me, because I don't like mustard or pickles. I'm not a mustard guy. But somehow, put together, all together, in a hot press, and because it's called Cuban, so it's going to sound good, uh, it's good food, so I recommend that uh, to you. So Anyway, you're going to have a great time. Just keep in touch, and uh, if you need tips, let me know. Okay. So let's uh, let's chat about the sermon. You uh, blessed us on Sunday with preaching, and you had us in the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, which you mentioned... Is your favorite book of the Bible, and I just I have to ask you to tell us more about that because by choosing Ecclesiastes by default you're excluding uh, Romans and Hebrews, which is my favorite, uh, the book of John. Exodus. So tell me mm-hmm. why why Ecclesiastes? I'm yeah, curious.
1: Yeah. Well, I. Uh... I, I love I love discussions about favorite books of the Bible because mm. it just is inherently blasphemous, <laughs> yeah. right? You're just like uh, these books are terrible. That's right. right? Exactly. You know, I don't yeah. get anything. From I get that. nothing from Leviticus. Uh, although let's be honest, like, that second half of Exodus, I mean that is that's a chore. That's a chore. Uh, I don't I don't know. Yes. many people are <laughs> are diving. Well, into your that dad kind of wrote a book
0: on it, so maybe you should uh, ask him. That's,
1: I, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's so I, I mean, yeah, those uh, it's yeah. Uh, those are great books. It's just funny. It's funny how that, like, you know, favorite books of the Bible come up to, to mind, right? Because I, I think earlier earlier in my life, maybe I, I really, really liked James. I still do, mm. right? And so I, I think it can be subject to change. I don't know that it will, right? But it's just one of those things that I found myself again and again and again returning to Ecclesiastes, and, mm-hmm. and every time that I read it, right, it it spoke to a very particular side of me which, which okay. i tried to talk about some during the sermon the pursuing um, of pleasure and
0: passion is yeah, that you Justin? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's just it's yes it's just uh, everything yes. except god right, right? right it's just right. like um and i I've, I've done i've done that i've been there mm-hmm. i think that's that's there that's a real temptation for me, right, mm-hmm. and just the, the search for purpose, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that there's another book that more directly drives at that kind of... Uh, the, the sort of the ph- philosophy question, right? right? The good life. Right. Right, what is the good life? Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, as I said, con- constitutes a lot of classic philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, the Bible speaks, about, I think, as I said, dire- most directly... Right, and as, as I said, I think I, I believe it's written by Solomon. Kind of has yeah. has a Solomonic flavor sure. to it, and um, in that case, right, there's a lot of credibility, right? E- even even if it's not right. The author is tracking through the pursuits mm-hmm. of all of these different things in a search for meaning, mm-hmm. right? In a search for something that's that's lasting, and I think that that I, I think that speaks to everybody. I think everybody everybody has that right mm-hmm. if if you sit back right it's just, it's the human desire to um yeah to to have something that's going to last right and and meaningful right and that's anyway i, I there's a lot sure. to be said there right? But i think that's that's part of the difficulty with just the pure pleasure hedonistic side mm-hmm. right is is immediately you're getting this idea of like well, you know. You know that, that this is not going to last, right? right? You, you just—it's not going to have any lasting mm-hmm. value.
0: It, it, it's interesting. One of the one of my favorite things in Ecclesiastes is this concept of futility, and you talked about it in your sermon, which which we'll get to. But the thing I like about Ecclesiastes is that by the time you're done with the book, after you've read it or meditated through it and studied it, whatever, there is just a very loud scream. For more, at least to me, mm-hmm. so I well, and I read Ecclesiastes. I think there's got to be something more. And, and for for those of us on this side of the closed canon, I think that's like one of the uses of the law. It points us to Jesus, mm-hmm. and, I, and that's one reason I like Ecclesiastes because if all that we had was this kind of empiricism that Ecclesiastes promotes, this observation, I looked, I observed under the sun, et cetera, mm-hmm. this empiricism, mm-hmm. then uh it could leave us destitute, but because we know there's, a, <laughs> there's further revelation, it points us and says, go to Jesus, go to Jesus, go to mm-hmm. Jesus, which is part of the fear, the, you know, fear God and keep His mm-hmm. commandments, because that in itself always speaks to Jesus. But that, I, I love how Ecclesiastes set up, sets up the tension of needing something else, mm-hmm. right? It kind of leaves it there,
1: like, well, what are you going to do now?
0: At least mm-hmm. that's that's kind of yeah. I think my there's and there's
1: two there's two thoughts that occur to me mm-hmm. uh, along those lines. Just fascinating things about the book of Ecclesiastes and, and where it lies in the canon. One thing is is its brevity, right? Twelve right. chapters, quite short, right? And you know Solomon, right, or whoever has written this is yeah. is not short on wisdom, right. Right? They're not short on observations, Good but I, I think it speaks to. Part of the theme of the book, right? He even mentions one of the verses, right? Of the making of many books, there is no end. <laughs> yeah, it's and ironic. much study is a weariness of the flesh. Right. Or I right? mean, like, hey, look, I, I could keep going on and on, but it would be saying basically the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. This is it. Right. It's just this. There's there's this cycle, and you're you know, without God, you can't get out of that. Mm. But I think canonically, this mm-hmm. is something that somebody else suggested. I, I can't remember who, but I, I think there's something to it. There's something to Song of Solomon coming right after Ecclesiastes Mm -hmm. as potentially an answer Mm -hmm. to the question that's still kind of left by Ecclesiastes. I mean, the answer is this intense, hot, love-consuming relational connection. Sure, right, ultimately with Christ.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. It shows that that we were made for others to some to some extent, yeah. it, we were made for other. And I think that, you know, we could talk about the interpretation of Song of Solomon, but I do think it does uh, point to Jesus and his bride, um, and that, that intimate relationship that they have, which of course is manifested <laughs> in, or well, illustrated in mm-hmm. our own marriages, mm-hmm. right? And so that... That's good. I like the canonical perspective. There you go. That's that's our our listeners' theological takeaway <laughs> for today. What's your canonical perspective on Ecclesiastes? Now All, right. All right. So give us a little summary. Bringing <laughs> in listeners in droves. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we might get that's one a new title for one the, like the, the podcast yeah, right there. The <laughs> c- canonical <laughs> perspectives. My goodness. Uh, so give us a just. We've talked about Ecclesiastes now, but um, give us a little summary. Where were you in the sermon?
1: Uh, what was you know.
0: Title, main points, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Summary.
1: So, so the the recap was basically: look, you know, that there's this. First of all, we have we have this problem of futility. This mm-hmm. introduced, you know, one of the verses is: "What gain does the worker have from his toil?" Mm-hmm. Right, and then there's this tension of, you know, I kind of mentioned the fact that, like, look, you, you look at other creatures, non-human beings. Mm-hmm there doesn't seem like, you know, it could be wrong, there doesn't seem like there's a tension set up by the fact that your life is consumed with the hunt for food <laughs> and mating, yeah. right? Like, and then you die. They seem fine right? with they're, it. They really, they're pretty much yeah. at peace. So there's not, yeah, uh, there's not a deep existential unhappiness. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but for us, there is, right? There's a tension of wanting more, wanting meaning, That the search for that, right? It's, it's woven into part of our, our image of God, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that tension there. And then there's the resolution to the tension, right? Which is is implicit. It's not explicitly spelled out in the text, but it, it is in Jesus, right? And mm-hmm. I, I think Solomon knew more relationship to God, right? He didn't know all the fullness of Jesus. But sure, he, he knew that, mm-hmm. um, and that imbues that that kind of brings to or endows all of the everyday ordinary moments. With meaning, yeah. right? Because now you are connected to the eternal, mm-hmm. and you're doing these things with relationship to Christ in you know in and for God. Those kind of things, right? For something that will not uh, fade away, mm-hmm. which is of mm-hmm. course the eternal state and being with Jesus
0: in person. So do you do you then? So you mentioned this. Or, well, Ecclesiastes says uh, God has put eternity into our hearts. H- how do you explain that? What do you what do you think that means? And you kind of just uh, talked about it a little bit in what you just said, but kind of talk a little more about this eternity and that God has placed
1: eternity into our hearts. That God, yeah, I, I think it was just it's part of that tension aspect. Okay, right. I, I think that's the middle piece, right? Of like that you're you you know that you're not gaining anything mm-hmm. from your toil, suppose right in in a you know without God, right? In an eternal right. perspective, it's it's futile, right? And yet we're we don't like that. Mm-hmm right and, and i think that's at every point right you just you can't live consistently or right? I, I mentioned this very briefly if you live consistently with the belief that there is no eternity you're you're nihilistic depressed and suicidal right you, right. you death yeah. right is the only way out right who that's where you're going anyway and there is nothing of meaning right or you're just extremely hedonistic and selfish right and yet we know neither one of those are very satisfying <laughs> <Right>. lifestyles <laughs> yeah um you know it, at least as a full orbed way of living right and so that's the the knowledge of returning like wait wait a second there is a right and wrong there is mm-hmm. something that matters there is greater more lasting um meaningful things that that can be done right that that su- supersede these
0: yeah that makes sense and so i think then if i hear you what you're saying is that that summary is love god and keep his commandments. I think that's what Solomon. Right, was. It's kind of
1: where he lands on the end of the book. Right,
0: uh-huh. right. So, for those of us now on this side of things, what does that mean? I mean, so we're we know how Ecclesiastes ended. We know how Solomon ended, if he did, in fact, write it. Uh, maybe we should just say Kohelet, since that's the the technical <laughs> term. Good, All right, right. there, you there go. We go. <laughs> Add tack that onto the podcast <laughs> title: <laughs> canonical, yeah. Kohelet. Yeah, co- canonical Kohelet. Yeah, uh, Canonical Kohelet you know, so we're on the other side now. We're on this side of the cross. So what does Ecclesiastes then say to us? I mean, I kind of hinted at it before, kind of how I, my takeaway from the book. But what do you think? I mean, what? how are we then to view this tension of futility and the command of fear God and keep His commandments on this side of the, of the cross?
1: Yeah, I think I think one of the things I tried to, to get at, right, which is enormously... I'll, I'll just mention this from, an, from a personal perspective. It's enormously helpful and nourishing to me right is that right and i talked about at the end of the sermon 1st corinthians 10:31 right? right whatever you do mm-hmm. eat drink you know, do it for the glory of god and it's the idea of like just just stop, right? Mm-hmm. Just just settle, right? And and I think there there's people, right? And there's personalities that need to be told, hey, hey, you need to go and do something, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you need yeah. to actually get off the couch, yes. go do something. Yes. Um for, for personalities and wirings like mine, and a lot of people, right? A lot of people in probably our circles, our socioeconomic circles. Yeah. That's not the case. Yes. Yeah. Achievers. Yeah. Uh and, and so what helps from Solomon and Ecclesiastes is just like, hey, just chill right these right. things right as you do these great quote right. massive things actually they're not going to last mm-hmm. any more than anything else mm. really you, you can deceive yourself in a the thing they will but give it enough time yeah. right and so suddenly the answer is not now that nothing matters it's actually having your breakfast right with your family right going to sleep having a conversation with somebody your interaction with somebody in the grocery store, right? Like how you handle somebody on the road, mm-hmm. right? What you're thi- right all of this is just like actually those things are just as meaningful, right? Because right. your your life is made up of of eternal moments mm-hmm. as it's connected to God. That's really good. I like that. And it reminded me of a book that I've read
0: and I'm going back through it a second time uh and I I think I may have mentioned it to you in the in the past but the ruthless elimination of hurry mm-hmm. uh and yeah. what it means to be a uh, An Apprentice of Jesus, and a lot of that book talks about this very thing, where we, as achievers, type A personalities, go, 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 go. We make mountains out of molehills. We think this drive-through at McDonald's must go faster— <laughs> Right. Or the balance of the, the cosmos day, are right. going to yep. collide, and then, right? Yes. <laughs> and I think Ecclesiastes yep. relieves us from what well, ultimately Jesus does, but through yeah. through Ecclesiastes and the rest of Scripture, it relieves us of that and it lets us take a breath and say, "God is good, God is sovereign,
1: mm-hmm. uh, and He's got this." this. Drive through is actually just as meaningful it as is, whatever you think it is that hard, you're going to be getting. to. It's so right? hard to think in those right? terms. Yeah, it, you, it's it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, Amen. Thank you, Justin, for that. Uh, for that summary. Thanks again for your sermon. It really was a blessing. In our next segment, we're going to take the time to quiet our hearts and listen to a short section from God's Word. With so many loud voices competing for our attention, it's crucial to hear from God through His Word, and we want to help our listeners do that very thing. And today, Justin is going to
1: read for us John chapter 15, verses 12 to
0: 17.
1: This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Thanks be to God. Wow, what a great reminder uh,
0: for today. So, um, Justin, what, what stands out to you from this passage that mm. you'd like to highlight for us?
1: Yeah, you know, two things, and we'll, maybe the first one is, is a little bit, or the second one is is more uh, a longer thought, but actually just I was just reading right, just what we were talking about in mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes in verse 16. Jesus has appointed us that we should bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's just there, there it is, right? It's just like this idea of, like, with Jesus and connection to Him, mm-hmm. your fruit, right? And, and fruit is... I think fruit is a really helpful term to, to get your head around, because it's not just your... It's not this list of achievements, right? Right? Your fruit oftentimes is connected to who you are as a person. Right. Right and, and the people around you right and and what is coming out of their lives right there's a lot of just direct connected sort of thing rather than okay I can look at I planted that tree and that tree and that mm-hmm. tree right mm-hmm. now there's fruit that's going to abide mm-hmm. so anyway. yeah that's
0: good because especially for the to do list people like we were talking about earlier in Ecclesiastes uh, the type A whatever uh, it's easy to check things off and miss the actual point of those things. Mm-hmm. W- which which always has something to do with Jesus it has to because that's why he's given us work to do so mm-hmm. i like that that idea of connected connection to Jesus in the middle of these things that we have yeah. to do and what was yeah, your Yeah, so yeah, and
1: then the second thing was just th- this whole idea of friendship, right? And you and I were talking just before mm-hmm. Lewis he, he's got this book on the four loves and and yeah. digs into friendship and mm-hmm. the uh, this idea of friendship, right? And there's an intermingling mm-hmm. of of loves and relationships, right? But right. He, he he mentions that most commonly the Bible the scripture refers to us in in a love relationship to God. More as to what he defines as affection, right, which is familial, mm-hmm. father to son, you know, children to their parents, mm-hmm. uh, but friendship is not totally lacking, right? And this is one of those. This is one of those places, and I right. think it's something that we in in reform circles have have fallen off somewhat because we're scared of this right? And I I rightfully so, right? That there's a healthy reaction Mm -hmm. to the the Jesus is my homeboy (laughs) um, just movement, right? Of just like, hey, it's just about God, right? Just connect (laughs) with Jesus, he's your bro. And and
0: legitimately so, because Jesus was heard, his prayers were heard, because of his reverence, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. um, there's a sense that we do want to be reverent with God, right? And so, right, th-
1: thats the fear. Right? It's, yeah, it's bringing, fear. it's collapsing the 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 God to man gap, yeah. right? And being right. like, hey, hey you, you and Jesus are just cool, right? And, right? And okay, no, that's not what's happening. And yet, I, I think we can, like, really be struck by and honored and amazed by the fact that there actually is not that we're ever, ever on the same plane as mm-hmm. God, but but that God is expressing His relationship to us not only as a father to a son but within a friendship I mean that's extraordinary it is extraordinary right yeah. that just like that Jesus brings you into his work right yeah. he specifically says not servants right right not yeah. right and and the idea even you think of as as a child right i think this can be a helpful sustained analogy right? as a child grows up Hopefully, are right, you still your child? Yeah. Right, but your relationship sure. changes yeah. as well, yeah. right? And so I, I think that can be somewhat in play as But it, it's a pretty amazing thing, right? That that you know, when you think about Scripture and the revelation of God to us, in, in as much as He's given us, right? That there's a real insight that mm-hmm. we have into into Christ and being part of His work and and allowing yeah. us those things.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's one. Man, if ever I could change a, uh, a, a Christianese term, it would be this one. But God's imminence. I mean, imminence to me throughout scripture is absolutely crucial and it's the most inaccessible word. Like, could we not find something better than the <laughs> right. word imminence? So it's a little right? ironic. <laughs> a little, right? yeah, yeah, it is. Like, how close to you how, are, are you to God? Well, he's very imminent. Okay, yeah. I don't know what that God, means. Yes. Yeah. It is, though. I mean, it, we're a little used, more used to it because of, of Jesus' title as manual, which means uh-huh. God with us, so uh-huh. that's kind of the, the connection there. But this this nearness of God in our lives mm-hmm. is, is this, I think, encapsulates this idea of friendship, that He has made incredible steps mm-hmm. to walk and talk with us, and He is so far to give His own Son to die mm-hmm. for us, us, put Him on the throne, ascend to heaven... So that we could then have fellowship with this God of the universe in a, in a close, intimate way, and man, it's well, about that, our... that
1: is the most mind blowing reality of the it gospel, is. right? And and I think that the Spirit is even in, in some sense is one step further, which yeah. is why well, I think there's yes, even more exactly. hesitance for Presbyterian reform yeah. be like to Uh-oh. talk about the Spirit. The spirit. <laughs> You're yeah, really getting yeah. dangerous because that's how Jesus right. is m-
0: imminent with us now yeah. is through His Spirit, and it and there's the whole Trinity, and every, it's just it's a wow, it's mind blowing to to keep digging into the Scriptures, and uh, we're, we're running out of time, so uh, we, we'll stop there, but thank you, Justin, yeah. for, for no, that reading you. and your thoughts. As we close, we want to pray, and we invite you to take a moment to pause and pray along with us, if you're able. We believe that God works through prayer, and that it connects us to the heart of Jesus. So Justin, why don't you go first, and Absolutely. then I'll close
1: us. Father, thank you so much for this time uh, with Dave. Thank you for Christ's community, for the desire of this church to to walk with you. I pray that you would enable that, you would create pathways of greater connection to you and to each other mm-hmm. within this church, that you would direct and Guide and, and give wisdom to Josiah and Dave and all the leadership here. Um, just strong um, connection for you, love for you, and love for the people mm-hmm. here. That this would be a, a church and a people who are known, who are known for their love, um, both for Jesus and and for those around them and for this community. Lord, that you would be shaping and and developing, and molding your people into your image.
0: Amen. And Lord, thank you for Justin. Thank you for his ministry here uh, for the many years that he's been at Christ Community Church. Thank you for his wife, Liz. Lord, I pray that you would bless them as they go out from here and um, start a new ministry in Florida. Lord, bless them with uh, fruit in their lives and through their ministry, great grace in their lives, uh, an appreciation for the creation that you have there in Florida. And uh, we just are excited that, that you've opened this door and pray that you would um, bless them on their way, protect them as they move, and work out all the loose ends and the details Um, as they make this transition, but again, we thank you for the grace that you've given to Christ Community Church through Him, and uh, ask that you would continue to bless their lives, and we ask all this in the great name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends. To learn more about our church, visit us online at christcommunitycarmel.org, and join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you and also with you. Amen. And God bless.